listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Welcome to Burrito Talk. Oh. <laughs> oh. With the Armstrong and Getty crew. Uh, Jack and I mentioned a couple of times during the radio show that we consumed, well, we each consumed a bacon-wrapped burrito from a little Mexican place. Now, I'm, um, I'm still slightly confused on the mechanics of this. Is this a regular tortilla with bacon additionally on the outside? Yeah. It, it is precisely what it sounds like. Um, and, and I don't blame, I'm not saying you shouldn't have asked because it's a good question. It's a standard burrito of medium large size for Americans. Jeez, it's I mean, awful dang big. There's this burrito <laughs> place in college that cracked me up. Um, their, their sign out front said burritos as big as your head. And that was the first place I'd ever seen that phrase. And by God, they were right. I mean, they were ginormous burritos that only a college kid should eat. Remember but that's kind of become the trend. A place got in trouble recently, didn't they? Or trouble, whatever that means on the internet. Somebody um, clap back. Exactly. They, uh, Twitter explodes <laughs> over... They were advertising burritos the size of a baby because they had the burrito next to a newborn, and they were the same size. Wow. Wow. Baby-sized burritos. Somebody pretended to be angry at that. Oh, you're advocating eating babies? Yeah, that's what they're advocating. That's that's what the sign was. Idiots. Oh, boy. Oh, folks. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just so nice to be able to say that sometimes about these people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And well-deserved. I wish you had one first. In, in answer to Sean's question, I'm sorry I didn't warn you ahead of time there. It's a l- l- standard length of an extra large burrito, mm-hmm. a little thinner than you see sometimes, okay. just a little thinner, still quite bulky, wrapped with an extremely long piece of bacon as if it's hockey tape on the blade of a hockey stick. So is it like it's a completely wrapped in bacon? So you can you can see no tortilla through the bacon. You you can see it at the ends. At the end, oh my! But it's goodness. wrapped like hockey tape, literally, with no oh, space between. And yes. um, and is it quick fry? No, because it wasn't a chimichanga, which is a bastard burrito. But <laughs> I think they just grilled it. They just rolled it over on the grill to grill that bacon. But those are the sort of hot takes you get on burrito talk. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty good. I actually like chimichangas, but. I mean, you're going to eat a big ass burrito. You're you're a man who's going to gain weight, or a woman. You just are. If you add frying it to that, you've just said I'm giving up. To I know, me, I know that they didn't serve beer there, which was surprising. What? Yeah, you don't drink anymore. I didn't notice that, but you noticed there's no beer. I think I noticed because it was in my neck of the woods from uh, places I used to go back when I did drink. And I thought, how have hmm. I never been in here? And then I realized they don't sell beer. So I might have stopped in there one time and thought, what the hell? And left. Oh, was man. this a library? <laughs> I got to yeah, get exactly. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm having a big old burrito, man, I want a nice Negra Modelo to, to oh, wash that down. I know this is a church. I know somewhere else to get some food. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> give me a Diet Coke. I'm leaving. Uh, yeah, so that was that was an, a truly, truly good burrito. I felt horrible afterwards, though. You did? Yeah. You know, I was so happy. Normally, if I eat too much for lunch and then I grab a little nap in the afternoon, I feel terrible when I, I, see, when I woke up. I did not grab a nap. I played uh, like I rode bicycles and shot baskets and stuff like that with my son. God, I had some serious food coma. Yeah, that was not easy to do. Yeah, you feel like you got that. Well, you feel like you got three pounds of food in your belly because you do. But yeah, I got up. I was actually feeling quite spry. Hit the elliptical, burned those calories right off better than ever. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Of course, you were riding bikes and playing with your kids. You probably burned more calories than I did. Oh, yeah. Man, that was rough. Oh, I feel like you'd be surprised at what NBA players eat right before they go out to play. They're not my age. That's true. (laughs) That's true. When I was that age, I could do that, too. 
story checks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's amazing, amazing how the digestive system uh, weakens as you age, much like certain other systems. But <laughs> everything yeah. does. But... I mean, it's funny. I, I, I think I told the story on the air. But when my daughter's boyfriend was with us for a week over Christmas, um, a good dude, really like him, but uh, he eats like a twenty-year-old. And not only a 20-year-old, but a 20-year-old with particularly fast metabolism. He's one of those guys. He's like 6'2", 160, and he wants to gain weight, and he tries, and he tries, and he can't. I know. I want to kill him, too. Um, But he, the things he ate and the quantities he ate them in were just astounding to me. It was like watching somebody lift 500 pounds over their head or or pole vault. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, a human being can do that? And how how are you not vomiting and or on the toilet all day long with the comment? He'd have Chinese food two hours. And I mean, like a full friggin' plate of Chinese food. Two hours later, he'd be eating a burrito. Oh, Wow. I mean, you just, there'd be fire coming out of my hiney. I mean, it'd be, is that too fine? That is too much. It's the podcast. It's all fine. Too much. I don't know. What's it? Why don't you grow up? It's digestive. You know, it's a gastroenterology. It's a fascinating science. So do they wrap? Aggressive scent. Do they wrap (laughs) bacon around burritos in Mexico? Or is that a... American add-on. I mean, this guy was a Mexican Maybe in the richest sections of Mexico City they do, but he just, I think he probably thought... I wonder how friggin' here in uh, the North Country. How friggin' gluttonous are gringos? Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, you had a uh, speaking of uh, sounds coming out of people, uh, Sean. You had something uh, toilet related. Well, okay. I, I I stumbled across this headline, which uh, grabbed my attention: Why America is losing the toilet race. Mm. Um, uh, this particular reporter returned back from Japan. Says, you know, there's uh, oh, yeah. bunches of fascinating things over there, but the thing that that has lingered with me the most is a uh, vending the machine panties. No, no, it was the toilets. Japanese toilets are marvels of technological innovation. They are. They have integrated bidets. They have dryers and heated seats. They are uh, more efficient with water. They clean themselves. They deodorize the air. Um, yeah, the super advanced toilet. I've been on this uh, wagon, this uh, this train, this bullet train for a long time. Uh, I don't have one of the super expensive ones. Uh, but I do have kind of a tweener, and it changes your life. It's fabulous. Hmm. I mean, the leap from uh, a TP to, and I, I'm trust me, we're not going to go far down this road, because although we sometimes act like children, we're not children, but the leap from TP to wet wipes is a, a quarter of the leap from that to the the advanced bidet toilet. Oh, my God, you think you're you're, get one you're the queen of England. I was told by my septic guy we can't use wet wipes anymore. Would the bidet take care of that? Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the answer because oh, he, he just said you can't do it anymore. And and I, they got like uh, ones. I'm that sorry, you, I thought this was America. Yeah, they got ones that you uh, like. My my favorite one that I like. You have to uh, just do the simple Y connection with the water that comes into your to- toilet. Can I tank. hire somebody to do this? What? Could I just hire somebody? I'll do it for you. No, 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 not to to put the bidet in to oh. take care of the the cleaning me process. Oh, good lord! Well, uh, yes, is the short answer. Is Sleeve Boy looking to pick up some extra shifts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sleeve boy, sleeve boy, I have an exciting new challenge for you. Now, don't don't stop me till you've heard the whole thing. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, but the advanced Japanese turlets are absolutely worth the dollars. I mean, it'll change your life. 
Mm. I tra- I go to hotels or something. I think, oh no, that's right. Really? Yes. So it is similar to the switching because the the septic. I live out in the country and we got our own septic system. And like, if I lived in town, I'd say, screw the city can figure it out. I'm going right. to use wipes. But it's my own septic system. He said, if you clog this thing up, it's going to cost you. And he said, I defecate you negative. Mm-hmm. Um, it will cost you fifty. You already dropped an f bomb earlier. It'll cost you fifty thousand dollars to put in a new system. Whoa. Hold Whoa, on, wait a minute. You my, got my attention now. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I will go back to toilet paper. I don't know. It might be worth it. But uh, the... <laughs> I know. I know. You feel, and the idea of going back to toilet paper just seems barbaric and undoable. I know it. It is. Barbaric. It is. There's no way to treat your hind end. But so you're saying the bidet situation. I'll get a new toilet. Freaking get a new toilet today. I got a brand for you. Well, it's not It's not even a new toilet. You just have to do a simple uh, plumbing hookup, hmm. and, and you have to have an outlet close to the toilet, which is a rarity, but uh, it'll cost you a hell of a lot less than 50K. Do you yeah. hook it to, like, a garden hose? or <laughs> If uh, you'd like to, you can, Michael. <laughs> a fire hose if one's close by. Yeah. <laughs> you eat too many of those bacon back uh, wrap burritos, you might need to, but... No, no, it's a simple hookup. I can, you know, you can do it in 10 minutes. Wow. That's what I need then. Yeah, it's fantastic. Change your life. And then they have the even cheaper kind that I have at our our little cabin in the woods that is another simple plumbing connection. It doesn't warm the water or anything. It just reroutes the cold plumbing water to do the the, the cleansing action. But it's fine. It's fine. And that's cheap. What, so, if, what if I wanted nothing sparkling can go water? <laughs> and I can tell the difference. Blindfold me. Oh, yeah. I can tell the difference. You can feel yes. it. Yes. <laughs> That's My... tap. That is tap. <laughs> if your balloon knot craves Perrier, wow. we can help you. So this guy who uh, did my septic work came out, and he was the, the, the top guy. And I said, how long you been in the business? Super knowledgeable guy about this. I said, how long you been in this business? He said, I'm third generation. And I said, wow. wow. So, so your grandfather did that. And he said, yeah, going way back in the day, my dad had a truck. And he'd come out here, and they'd load everything up on the truck, and they'd drive out in the field and spread it out on the field. Mm-hmm. The human waste. Yummy. What? Yeah. That's right. And so they'd spread it out on the field well, for this manure. This lettuce tastes a little odd, sweetheart. Yes. He, and he said, you can't do that now. Uh, yes, yes. Hence yeah, that question. reminds me of my grandmother's farm. They had like a trough out in the open, and it would just go spitting out of a like a garden hose into this trough, and it would just dry out in the out in the sun. Now, I'll have to ask my dad what they did, because as he said on the show, he they didn't have indoor plumbing when he went off to college um, still. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, so I said, and he said, you can't do that now. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you, you can't do that because of the people think it's, uh, you know, unsafe human waste, stuff like that. No, it's because of all the soaps and detergents and stuff like that. That's why the state won't let you do that. If it was just animal waste and humans are animals, Caca. that would still be okay. Right. It's the, it's all the stuff that we're, th- that, uh, that we use every single day. How interesting. In our dishwasher and washing our dishes and all that sort of stuff. Or um, and the clothes washer, all that different kind of stuff. That's the toxic stuff. Mm. I thought that was illuminating. What's brown and sounds like a bell? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. This story we're just going to uh, share with you here on the One More Thing podcast reminds me of a different story I heard over the weekend that seemed amazing but was fake, but you can't tell it's fake because things are so weird and screwed up these days. It's 
you know, it's impossible to write parody, but we'll get to that in a second. But uh, so uh, positive, Sean, what do we have here? So we touched on this story last week where there was a, a gentleman who thought he had some squirrels in his attic. Yes. Uh, some really big squirrels, apparently. Mm. Goes up there to investigate. He finds not a squirrel, but a man. Purr. And uh, he uh, the 911 call has since been released, and here's a, a little snippet of that. Oklahoma City 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, I've got a man, uh, a stranger in my house, came into the attic, camped out overnight. I need somebody here immediately. I have a gun on him right now. Grab your bag. We're going down the stairs. Have you put the gun down? No, I'm walking him down the stairway. <laughs> Turn left here. <laughs> put the gun down. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah, put the gun down. No, F you. F you. You're not here, biatch. Man, that makes me crazy. Wow, is that all there is to that? I mean, you hear that? You want more. Am I wrong? Yeah, I like the very calm, talking to her, doing the direction. No, down the stairs, turn turn left, yeah. out toward the street where the cops yeah. will be waiting. Put the gun down, sir. No, how about you F yourself? Unbelievable. Can you imagine the, the shot of adrenaline and fear oh. and... Fight or flight and anger you'd get if if you stuck your head up there and there was a human, you might let go your uh, your faculties if you know what I mean in your pants. Yeah, that's craziness. That's frightening. I mentioned it on the show the other day. I read that in some novel of that was a similar thing. I read everything I could get my hands on as a kid, and I accidentally picked up this like horror novel, suspense novel about this guy who who does that to some old lady's home, but then. When she discovers him, he takes her prisoner. It was, it was uh, troubling in the rest of it. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My uh, neighbor, when I was a little kid, had raccoons in his uh, his uh, attic. That almost sounds adorable. No. Oh, Lord. It's, they are savage, angry, wild beasts. And it, it cost them many dollars. And, and plus, he made the mistake of mentioning it to somebody. In the, he'd, he'd call the cops to ask, and they're like, okay, now it's illegal to blankety-blank. and oh. So he got on the radar screen, and it turned into a thing, as the kids say. But um, Oh, so the story I heard over the weekend, I saw the video, and, and a lot of people are forwarding it around. It's a guy who's allegedly in Los Angeles who comes uh, out of his front door and sees on his uh, front yard, and it's like gated and fenced and everything, uh, like people have to do in L.A. because it's so insane. But um, it's uh, there's somebody camping out, and their their ass is all over. This is un-effing believable. These guys, and I called the cops, and the cops told me, don't tell their, don't touch their stuff or you'll be arrested. Because you, it's illegal to damage their stuff or take it. So you don't do a thing. Just leave them there. And he's like, unbelievable. And I watched that. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This does not seem right to me. So I did a little clicking around. Yeah, the guy put it up as a joke. But because the world is as screwed up as it is, I think people believed it. They thought it was legit. Well, what you displayed there is what I feel humanity as a whole is going to have to develop and the quicker we get the herd immunization to internet too good to be truisms, yes, yes. I think the better off society will be. Yeah, and that's the key. If it seems a little perfect to you, it's probably faked up. And I know how it is. Everybody's all whipped up and, and they want to get their idea of what's right for the world through and everything else, but but it really doesn't take long to verify these things. <laughs> no, no. And it's it's so frustrating that, quote unquote, news comes with homework now. Yeah. But I don't know a cure that doesn't involve the individual doing just a little bit more. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, so the cops are not going to tell. They're going to show up immediately, boot the people off your uh, your property and confiscate their uh, their crap. So don't worry. The world is has not gone that crazy. Oh, and a uh, final note, just a wrap up from the show. Uh, I was asking about the pigs get fat, hogs get uh, slaughtered. It has to do with the stock market, Sean. I'm surprised you, as one of the idle rich, um, didn't weigh in on this, the investor class. Um, pigs get fat. Take your profits when you are up. Yes. Hogs get slaughtered, waiting for bigger profits, waiting too long, and losing your gain altogether. Yeah, the, the first I'd heard that that saying was actually Mark Cuban when he was describing the NFL at a certain point three years ago or so, saying they, they may have crossed the threshold of being too big, and now, you know, hogs get slaughtered. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's it's sound advice, but... Uh, Again, I'm I'm an investor, Joe. I'm not a trader. I'm part of the investing class, not the trading class. I, I buy companies. I'm in it for the long haul. Oh, good man. I like that. You trust in the American economy. I do. You're like at what, 8.2 million, you said, in the market right now? I don't like to give exact numbers. Yeah, you know, it's, that was yeah, rude of me. Yeah. You know, I speak uh, mostly in percentages. Right, right. <laughs> he owns 10% of the wealth of his home state. No, not really. All right, so uh, be a pig, not a hog. All right. it's good advice. Or be a raccoon if you want, <laughs> but you're gonna get yanked out by your tail. Just warning you. That's they, they. They finally caught him. They bagged him. A raccoon attacked my dog once as a kid. Fought my dog. Ripped her up too. It was oh ugly. no! Yeah, I mean she was fine, but yeah, they're big savage creatures. Don't f with raccoons. Urgh. Yeah, they look like uh, they look like robbers for for good reason. God made them that way so you could tell they're criminals. <laughs> Thank you, God. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. I have a quick question, apropos of nothing. Yes. Is Post Malone white? Yes. Yes. white? Yes. And tattooed. Always tired, tattooed right under his eyes. That's a good place for tattoos. That's a good place for that tattoo. He has really unique tattoos. Are they like he did him himself tattoos? They prison tattoos? I don't know anything about Post Malone. Uh, other than well, the Super Bowl. It sounds like a period of Irish history, his name. The Post Malone period. I saw the, it's the a Super- weird name. Get a new name. Get a better name. In the Super Bowl commercial, everybody had the same tattoos. There he is. Look at that. And he wears cowboy boots. So what is his? He's like a rapper, right? Uh, he, so you've heard him on the, uh, Sunflower song from Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Yeah. He's the, he, he kind of does that sing-songy chorus for a lot of rap songs. It's, it's, yes, he, okay. he operates in the hip-hop genre, but he's not kind of your traditional rapper. Face tats are a bad idea. He's white and wears cowboy boots. He'll, but, he'll also, um, on award shows, sometimes he'll just be on stage with a guitar and kind of sing a little... Thing. He, uh, I saw his car at West Coast Customs when I went there over uh, when I took my son there on vacation. They were working on his car at the time. He had a very sweet ride, so I'm guessing he makes quite a bit of money. Let's see over his right eye. Uh, it says "Stay Away." Some sort of artwork over his left How eye. How about and the barbed wire around the top of his head? Like he's a Frankenstein. Well, I guess that would be stitches, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's like his head is barbed wire. He has a sword on the right cheek. See, you, you you make that commitment to those tattoos and you're successful like he is, it's fine. But things but, don't quite work out with your music career. It's going to be hard to get your job there at the uh, 
in the cubicle. My, finish, my favorite joke about him was somebody saying the generation after millennials should be called post-millennials. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is going to spend a lot of time sitting in a chair with laser beams pumping on him saying, ow, 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 as they uh, get rid of some of that stuff. Oh, he's tired. Anyway, he has lots of face tats. Oh, well. What did you say? I don't know. You started I wasn't this, listening. You started this with something. Expensive pop. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Super Bowl and attendees are bitching. This will probably be the final Super Bowl note, but that uh, concessions were insanely high. Oh, at the, the at stadium. The game. Okay. Yeah. I would expect them to be if I went to a Super Bowl. I would. I well, think they'd be really high. It's it's said that the cost per ticket ended up being around six thousand dollars average, which is just insanitation. Like the actual, just the ticket. Um, fans attended likely paid more than six thousand dollars per ticket. No way. Way. That's before they got to the concession stand. Buckets of popcorn were going for fifteen bucks. All those Chiefs fans going nah 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 nah. Yeah. We're, we're six grand deep on the ticket. Woo. Uh, it's a once in a lifetime thing, I guess, but. Large Bud Light, seventeen bucks. The, uh, people were pissed, partly because um, in uh, Atlanta was it? Uh, no, maybe it's just their NFL. Um, the concessions are not that that expensive. The average price of a beer at an NFL stadium this year was around eight fifty. Soft drinks and hot dogs were close to five bucks a piece. See, you know, being based in the West Coast like we are, the concessions are obscenely expensive. Last year's Super Bowl in Atlanta were notoriously cheap. Burgers were five bucks. That's a big part of their stadium thing is we're not going to gouge you on concessions. That's funny. I'm going to the Masters this year, my dream come true, and uh, they are famously. Um, not only inexpensive, but cheap with their concessions. Yeah, you'll get a hot dog for like a buck. I'm not getting a hot dog. I'm getting the cheese and pimento sandwich. That'll be like a buck fifty. Evidently, the local delicacy. Judy says she thinks it sounds disgusting, but when in Augusta, do as the Augustians do. That's what what I say. Pimento. Um, I'm worried I'll get a little stopped up eating too much cheese and pimento. (laughs) These are things to worry about. So I may have to mix in a little. I don't know. Maybe they got like high fiber biscuits. So how much did you say a beer was at the Super Bowl? a 17 bucks oh. for like a like a regular Coors Light? Well, it says large Bud Light, which is probably 14 ounces. I don't know. Wow. You might get 20 ounces for that. Maybe. Wow, that's yeah, expensive. But look, you're in the Super Bowl takes a long damn time to play. Yeah, so you're going to have four beers. If I'm drinking, if I'm drinking during that long game, I'm at least having four cuz you probably got to get there Early, God, you'd be there for five hours, almost yeah. certainly. Well, I guess if you're paying thousands of dollars per ticket, you're already pot committed, as they say in poker. But seventy-five bucks worth of beer to just have four beers? Please, I'm a drinking man. When I go to sporting events, I don't go to the concession stands. I want to sit there and watch the game. I don't understand people that go and spend all their time standing in well, line. Well, you're not a drinker. If you're a drinker, watching the game without drinking seems awful. There's yeah, also breaks so in the up. action where you can, you can try to, you, you miss as little as possible. But Modern stadiums, though, there are TVs everywhere. There are TVs mm-hmm. in the John, there are TVs yeah. at the concession stand, which is appreciated. Used to be, and man, I remember this as a kid, you'd just sprint to the concession stand. Ah, there's five guys right in front of me. And you'd try to get a beer or a dog or something like that, and then you'd hear the crowd just roar. And they'd be, oh, no. And you'd have to get back and ask, what happened? Now there's TVs everywhere, which is cool. I'm the way the way you're just saying, Michael, at movies. I don't want to miss any of the movie, oh, and no, I'm not no paying way. those prices. That's the way I grew up, and I, that's the way I do it. But my wife believes it's part of the experience. And once we take the kids... 
Jeez, you lay out 60 bucks for popcorn and drinks. Yeah, I know some people sneak food in, like in a purse or something. The idea of missing a chunk of the movie, though, seems insane to me. So, you know, I I don't want to have to pee. I used to sneak beers into the movies a lot. But now they have beers at the movies. And would you just urinate down your leg or you'd just hold it? You'd go in a little dried out. Well, now you got cleared to... out. I was younger. Going an hour and a half without peeing was not that big a deal. <laughs> I smuggle in a uh, peanut M and M's, and then I buy the popcorn. But then I put the peanut M and M's in the popcorn, and that's my uh, that's As my kind of treat. a mixed salty sweet oh, treat. It's delicious. Wait a minute! If you learn nothing from me ever, learn this trick. Do the uh, don't the uh, peanut M and M's kind of filter to the bottom because their weight, uh, or do the, does kind the popcorn of, but, but support so... them in their fluffy goodness? Amateur move is to pour the entire bag in at once. You, right. you want to kind of do like thirds or quarters of the however much you have, just kind of add to it as you go down the popcorn bag. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That Pro does tip. sound good. I'd eat that right now. It's phenomenal. Hells yeah, it does. <laughs> I'd never taken it. I had a girlfriend briefly who uh, she liked to sneak beers into the movie theater. I'd never done that before. Had never even occurred to me. She said, oh, yeah, I'll bring them in my purse. I thought, this is awesome. Yeah. And then she showed me how you cough when you open it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> I really made the, made the movie more enjoyable. When I was a little kid going to baseball games at Wrigley Field in Chicago, we, we did not have a great deal of money. Just buying the tickets was enough. And so mom would make uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And we'd stuff a half a sandwich in each uh, pocket and uh, and go there. And maybe maybe like a, a little bag of carrot sticks as well. And we'd have PB&J and carrot sticks at the ballpark. But it was fine. It's good. These days, they probably split your head open for trying that because, you know, they're there. Baseball exists to sell you food and drink and TV watching. Yeah, my brothers and I would get on each other's shoulders with a really long jacket, and one of us would talk in a low voice, and we'd buy one adult ticket. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> one, please. <laughs> that's right. Sir, you drunk? No, I got an inner ear thing. <laughs> Can't stand straight. Yeah, I'm a little wobbly. Sorry. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? My family used to sneak in a lasagna. Well. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Jingle Bells is not a Christmas song. It's a winter song. Maybe that's why they played it at my son's cello concert last night. In February. Because it's not a Christmas song. Do you say so Monticello? You have to say Monticello. Jefferson's house. You wouldn't say Monticello because nobody plays the cello. <laughs> so my son plays the cello. He's in fourth grade. Plays using my finger quotes. He's just started. Yeah, um, but he's a beginner. Yeah, that's that's great though. You've got to be willing to be humble to be great, Jack. That may be my all timer. Somebody jot that down. You got to be you? willing to be humble to be great. Yeah, you have to willing. You have to be willing to be bad at something and humble yourself to the learning process. I was. I have been fairly bad at that through my life. Um, but yeah, there's so many. I I didn't know that a lot of things. Um, you can get better at. For instance, I like tried drawing like twice in my life mm. and couldn't do it in that five minutes I spent doing it. Huh. And thought, well, I guess I'm not an artist. And and I have since learned, uh, obviously that's stupid, but my, my youngest who actually does have some artistic ability and his uh, babysitter's taken lots of art classes. She's really good. 
anyway, just there's all kinds of things you learn about it and get better and better to better, and you uh, you practice and you get better and better and better and better. Yeah, and everything. So many of things in my life, I just just be, how much how much talent do I have for it right this instant? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't look like much. Never do that again. Never in my mind life. then. Never mind then. Check it off the list. Never exactly. again. Exactly. Which is silly, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know. I've just. Uh, it's funny you should bring that up because I've always been terrible at the visual arts, like shown zero promise whatsoever. And so I figured, why bother? But I don't know. Maybe that's lacking imagination. But on the other hand, now I have three hands. Um, <laughs> there are plenty <laughs> of other things hand. that I am, you know, decent at. So I don't know. But you could get a lot better. So, I mean, I don't know what your goal was for uh, being an artist or mine, but... I don't have one. Yes, Sean? Your mom is an artist, so you know. She is, yeah. But, yeah, if you have fun being not good, then, yeah, keep doing it, and eventually you'll get better. But if if you're not having fun and you're not good and you're not getting any sort of endorphins or good feelings out of it, I don't think you should force yourself to be a, you know, no, I will... I will paint still life. Yeah, that's probably something to that because I'm I've got some talent for music, so I enjoy doing it. Yeah, you enjoyed being bad at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait a minute. Well, you didn't enjoy being bad at it, but when you first started learning, I was say he's pretty good at it. That was what are you enjoyable. calling him a bad musician? Yeah, for? what are you doing, Sean? How good a musician are you? <laughs> Not very. Yeah, I can so, carry out there. You okay. go. Which reminds me, the uh, Joe Getty's "How to Un- Argue Unfairly" clinics. Well, I couldn't even spit it out. <laughs> Probably because I have gum in my mouth. Sorry, everybody. I'm chewing gum. So anyway, I got off on a tangent there. So I'm at my uh, How son's... How to argue unfairly clinics. Uh, his, uh, the, the, the fourth graders had their first string recital last night. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, violin... His best friend's playing the violin. There's a viola, which I guess is in between. Yeah, it's a tweener. And then uh, he's playing cello. And they did some very rudimentary songs, which were more or less... Viola is an old lady in the country. Viola is the instrument. <laughs> okay. Okay. But so they're kind of just running through the scales and stuff like that. Viola's uh, Clem's wife. It was it was very really, nigh on 49 years. It was really bringing back memories to me because I had not been in a school music room hall thingy in 35 years. Wow, yeah, okay. And it was just like it wasn't that much different than the the little auditorium we had in my high school. It was mm-hmm. about the same size, and the chairs felt about the same, and every, everything was about the same. And it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been in one of those in a long time, and remember what it feels like as the kid up on stage, where it just seems like it's 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 such a big deal, and it's the whole world, and it's not forty fourth graders playing five note songs in front of dozens of people. Right. Right. Um, just the enormity of it when you're the kid on stage. Now, here's a question for you. You mentioned that they had the beginners and the like intermediates and the more advanced students play at the same show. Did they have the various choirs and, and, and now, this was concert just, bands and stuff, too? No, this thing was just the strings. So you had the first-year strings. See, that's, that's good. Then they did the second-year strings and then the third-year strings, and the difference was really quite amazing. That was her point, obviously, Sure, was to have the parents see... This is going to turn into music because the the third year kids, it was like, wow, this sounds like actual music. Little 12 year olds playing The Devil Went Down to Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I noticed as kids get older, though, the boys. So I'm seeing what am I seeing? Fourth, fifth and sixth grade, I guess, is what I saw last night. The boys all kind of tracked together. There was still a sameness to the boys in their dress. Okay. The girls seemed to splinter off. Mm. There were, as you got into the sixth graders, it was pretty clear you're either a girly girl wearing I'm a, I'm 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 into the whole girl thing like dress, 
some sort of something on your legs um, and, you know, like some sort of heelish shoes. Or the girls that are going to go with, I'm wearing tennis shoes and, 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 and athleisure. Yeah. They really split off on choosing a path, huh, it looked like to me, whereas the boys were all the same. All right. And I don't know if that's part of the girls maturing faster and we're starting to head toward into dating and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Just struck me. Girls have choices these days, Jack. I think that's healthy. Mm. I think that's good. You seem to take a clear path, though. Yes. I mean, there was, it was almost like every other girl was, you're dressed completely like a very feminine girl. You're dressed like a guy. Yes, there An are athletic guy. There are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. You're just quoting Led Zeppelin songs. Is that what you're doing? Is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> yeah, more or less. A lot of talk about how uh, the, the 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 teacher talked about how kids that are involved in music tend not to do this or that. And I don't know. I haven't looked into the actual data on that. I know that doing extracurriculars tends to keep. I don't know if it keeps kids out of trouble or if the kind of kids that wouldn't get in trouble do that stuff. I don't know which Probably is true. Probably both. Probably both. It keeps them busy and provides some structure. I don't And and it provides them a feeling of accomplishment, yeah. I think. They yeah. feel like their their lives are leading to something maybe. And I don't think that there's much difference i'm sure there's probably some but it's just important to have a thing it doesn't necessarily matter if it's chess club or the music thing right just having an extracurricular that you enjoy and actively want to participate in seems very healthy looking trying to remember my school career there were there there were the kids that like weren't involved in anything sure like i did some sports poorly i was in music poorly (laughs) i did everything poorly but i was involved in something but there were some kids that didn't and then there were some that were just jocks or just music or whatever um, and then there were kids that didn't get involved in anything. Um, and I, I was, was kind of wondering about that. It was like you're, you didn't want to or your parents didn't want you to or, or what was going on there. But that, I often, find that sad. Often, it, 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 I feel it kind of feels that way to me, too. But often it was the kids that gotten, uh, they were living sort of troubled lives. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're not getting that encouragement, that little nudge out the door, the whole uh, it's going to be a little tough, but you stick with it. It's worth it. Those life lessons. Yeah. Yeah, and that sort of thing, it's, it matters. Who your parents are, what your family culture is. Nobody's comfortable talking about this in public, but that's enormously powerful. Everybody wants to pretend, partly because they can get more money and funding by pretending that it's up to the schools, it's up to the government to form young people. But family culture is the single most powerful determinant of success. Always has been, always will be. Right. right. Um, speaking of which, so I mentioned the other day on the air... I don't remember my son was doing something, but I said on the air about how I'm regularly telling him, I don't I don't care what your grade is or how good you are, but I really want you to try. That was the math test. Uh, well, okay, that's yeah. right. Sorry, he was stressing about the math. I just yeah. want you to try. As long as you try hard, I'm, I'm fine with whatever grade you get. Well, um, one of our Asian uh, Twitter followers tweeted, I heard Jack say he doesn't care what grade his kid gets as long as he tries. You white people are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was an interesting comment from the yeah. Asian community. Speaking of cultural norms. Where they, apparently, the, the stereotype is there's a bit more of a demand for success. Oh, yeah, Or yes. doing well. Not oh, just trying hard, yes. but doing well. Yeah. And, um, and we've talked about studies that people come to this country, and is it one gener- two generations in? Whatever it is, one or two generations in, their kids do about the same as native-born kids. Yep. Back to slacking. 
I guess my weak attitude of just try hard doesn't matter what score you get, which pathetic. is pathetic. Pathetic. Exactly. Um, it's loser talk. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Made me uh, question my own philosophy there. Maybe I should be really demanding more. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Nobody's good at everything. You white people are so funny. Well, we are. We're a funny people. <laughs> well, you're just try hard. Hilarious. <laughs> you should see us dance. <laughs> yeah. It says you, you dang Asian person. You got to be careful these days. I did notice at the at the strings concert, the the Asian kids in the front row, I could tell they were better on average playing the instruments than Their everybody else. Their parents probably demanded they practice for several hours. Uh, well, at least an hour a day. Well, my son mentioned un uh, un unprodded. He came to this conclusion completely on his own with no background whatsoever. He said. All the Asian kids have already taken lessons in this stuff. They already know how to play. Mm-hmm. Like when they showed up to violin or cello. Right. All the other kids, like my kid, they'd never picked up an instrument like that in their lives. The other kids had been taking the Suzuki method for violin since they were four years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an Asian thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a lot of folks. It's fine. There's room for all of us on, on this big uh, blue marble. You have, to constantly, That's my philosophy. you have to constantly ascertain as a parent whether you're pushing your kids too hard or not hard enough. <laughs> and, and it runs the gamut are you, from are, tiger mom to do nothing. So are you saying then as a parent, if there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed Still now? Still going with the Led Zeppelin lyrics for some reason. <laughs> Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.